Good day, good day, good day. This is Coffee Conversations with Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. Hope you're doing everyone uh, well, everybody. Uh, no matter where you are, where you're at, whether you're driving, you're at home, uh, you're in the sunshine, you're in the rain. Yep. Could be and any of those things. Today is the May the 4th Be With You Day. <gasps> oh, I forgot. Yep. I have on my Yoda socks. Oh, no. <laughs> you do. He does have your green Yoda socks. Indeed. Many, many Yoda faces. May the 4th Be With You. That is that is true. Yeah. Uh, favorite Star Wars movie? The first one, whatever it's called. First. Um, Return of the Jedi, I think. That's... Uh, that's the third one. Oh, well, okay. whatever the Empire's, first one was. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Is oh, the there you one. go. Okay. That's the second one. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't my know. My mind's blanking. Oh, I wow. know. Is it, we are going to get major boos from all the Star Wars people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but whatever the first A new one hope. was. A New Hope. Is that what it was? Yes. So, how about you? Because it was kind of like in the middle of the story, at least when they eventually tied it back in with all the new movies. Right. Because it was like, there was already battles going on in the in the galaxy. So hence, a new hope. With, yeah, with, I thought they said everything. Luke. Everything that needed to be said was said in the first one. There you go. So, how about you? Do you have a favorite <laughs> one? Um, I think probably Return of the Jedi, of the, so the third one of the original series. Okay, was that the one with Yoda? I can't remember. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think. <clears throat> I mean, I think Yoda was in all of them. Was he? More or less. But uh, yes, yeah, so the third of the original trilogy, I did watch the pre. You know, so there's a lot of hate on the prequels. Yeah, yeah um, I was a big the, fan. The the one, one, two, and three that eventually came out. Eventually, uh, Phantom Menace was was the first one of that. I mean, I did. I was of the age of which I watched that a lot. I didn't necessarily. I wasn't of the mind to critique. <laughs> I wasn't a purist uh, at that point. Yeah, but. I remember it came out when I was like a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one did. And I think I I must have saw it 20 times. Because yeah. we didn't have like VCRs or DVDs. No, you had to go. You had to go to the movie. So I took everybody I knew. I'm like, oh, watch watch this part. That's awesome. You know? I think probably the the movie I saw most in the theater was probably four or five times I watched um, um, Dark Knight. Oh, really? So the Batman, yeah, the Christopher Nolan Batman movie. That one where he talks yeah. really weird. <laughs> Where's Rachel? <laughs> so, yeah, I probably saw that probably four or five times. Oh, that's cool. I, I love his movies. He's probably my favorite director. But of the newer Star Wars movies, I think I probably like Rogue One the best. Is that the one where... Um, that's where they eventually... Spoil, spoiler alert, it's eventually where they tie into... Not really spoiler. It's where they tie into where the first very first movie begins. Okay. So the end of that movie is the very beginning. It was really cool how they tied it in. That's where Han Solo dies? Or is uh, no, him? so Han, Han Solo isn't a, a part of that one. Okay. It's other people. They they do okay. meet their demise, but... <laughs> Not in that one. Indeed. Yes, Star Wars. And I, I know Father Eric has greatly, uh, greatly uh, relished in the fact that he hasn't seen any of the Star Wars ever. <laughs> So. I just I think the especially in the first one the the resurrection relying on on God comes through so strongly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, there's I mean, so many good quotes. It was just like yeah. Wow. I mean, you have deep truths that are being explored. You mm-hmm. know, in those. I mean, whether that's Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, like some of the, I mean these really epic movies that that speak to a lot of people. Well, like, why do they? Yeah, they're entertaining, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and Star Wars was like totally revolutionary for the time with the technology and yeah 
uh, even though we look back on it now, yeah. it's like with it's kind of like watching the Japanese movies <laughs> of the fifties. Right. It's like wow. But I mean, those those movies were entertaining. But I mean, there was deep truths, good and evil, you know, battle and, and sacrifice, and there was a lot of deep things kind of explored in those in mm-hmm. those movies. So yeah, or Chronicles of Narnia. Right. Right. My other favorite. So yeah. So Star Wars, it's a good day. It's a good day. Have you been up to anything else? Uh, any anything else fun in your, in your life? Well, we've been having this issue with our foundation at home. Oh no! You know, Scripture says, "The don't build a house on sand." Did well, you Did you do that, or well, someone else did that? Somebody else did, <laughs> and so there's a little bit of an issue with our foundation. Mm. Um, this is going on for out, almost a year. It's now, right? been a year. Yeah. Wow. So. Thank God that they came out and kind of like propped up the floor so it wouldn't fall in. Right. And so it's all fixed now. It looks really nice. Wow. So, so what, uh, what actually did they have to do? Or like what was the... So sand was the issue. Sand was the issue. So they had to put like some cement down and spray this polymer mm-hmm. around the walls to keep the walls from falling in. Gotcha. It was pretty, pretty cool to watch them do what they did. Sure. I just felt bad for these guys because they... Had to crawl through this little hatch. Oh my gosh! And then it was all underneath the living room. So, it's crazy to think like at one point, you know, like foundations were dug by hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that was likely. I mean that was likely dug by, uh, you know, a backhoe and stuff. But it's like they used to dig all that by hand. Yeah, and they probably still do. Like living off the grid, <laughs> you know, right? Those Third world countries and, and different things. Sure. So, but. It, it made the scripture about having good foundation come alive in our much lives. More, much, much more real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Especially when water gets behind, you know, when water gets behind the wall, it can really do a lot of. Yeah. So they had to do a little bit of modification on the outside to make the water go away, and on the inside to make the mm-hmm. water go away. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were the hardest working group of. They had to be like in their twenties, early thirties. Yeah, um, a, lot of, a lot of hard work, a lot, a lot of, of a lot of labor, a lot of yeah, you know, just putting your body into it. Yeah, and I think when you build foundations, there's just a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, totally. Yeah, so that's that's been a, a bit of adventure from you mm-hmm. for you. Um, and I think we want to talk about a little bit about that today. So just foundations, as Deacon Bob has been reflecting on this, and probably we'll, we'll tie it in uh, a little bit. But we we talked about it. I don't know. We were trying to figure out what episode it was. It might have been an episode about uh, what is formation. But we were we were reflecting on uh, a comment from from parents, you know, wanting to give their kids a good foundation. I think it was in in response to the question, you know, why why do you want your um, why do you want your son daughter to receive first communion? Mm-hmm. You know, to to be engaged in this process of the of the sacraments. And the answer was, so they have a good foundation. Good, have a good foundation, <laughs> which right. is a good answer, right? Right, so uh, I think we we talked a little bit about that before. How like that's a that's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a really good desire. Like we we do want what is best for our kids to be able to provide them what we can, and uh, a foundation of faith is good. I think at the time we talked about how like you can't just have the foundation. Like the foundation is for the sake of a house. Mm-hmm. So like, what is the actually what is what does the house look like? Right. But, but we really never talked about how do you create a good foundation. Yeah. Like when the people that dug our basement or our crawl space probably 50, 60 years ago, they never thought that the sand would eventually erode away mm-hmm. and then expose the foundation. Mm-hmm. So 
Right. So it begs the question. So we want we want a good foundation for our mm-hmm. kids, but like, what what is what does that look like, right? So Deacon Bob, you know, we've been throwing this word around, you know, foundation. Uh, how would what would you how would you describe what what is a foundation? Well, after having some interesting views of what foundations look like in my house, <laughs> it's live and in person. It seems to be the border around the outside of the house that carries most of the weight. Now, in our foundation, we had to put a little bit extra supports in there, mm-hmm. but it seems like the foundation is that structure that that bears the weight of everything else. And it's made out of what bricks? Usually right. brick, like cinder block. Right. You're not going to make it out of. You're not going to make it out of wood. No. Uh, you're not going to make it out of plastic. No. Poured um, concrete you know, is nice. Yeah. Poured concrete. Uh, probably. <laughs> Sand prob- is not so you're nice. You're probably wishing it would have been poured concrete. Um, right, because wood would get wet and would get would rot and mm-hmm. would, would not. You could try to use that, but it wouldn't work. Plastic. I mean, I don't know. I suppose it was really, really thick plastic, but may not be cost prohibitive. Yeah, and you know, there to seems to be some to go that route. Some principles of how to make a good foundation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So you want to use good materials, and it's it's something that that that, that supports uh, the rest of the house, uh, provides provides life for it. So that's just a good a good sense. So what is uh, I suppose we could say quickly, what is what is the foundation of faith? What would you say is the most important reality when it comes to faith that we would be trying to we would try to be supporting? I would think it'd be a relationship with Jesus, relationship with God. Yeah. Um, pretty much that holds up the rest of our faith. Right. But there's some ways that we some good principles of how do we make that foundation. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? So I love Jesus is nice, but how do we how do we reinforce that? What does it actually look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, relationship with God. Uh, the fact is, Christians we believe in a God that isn't just an idea. Isn't God isn't just a, a figment of our imaginations or, or or something something out there, but God is a person that that became took on took on flesh. Actually became a human being. Was known by people, and yes, ascended back into heaven, but is still present to people through the church and through faith. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's that relationship that helps us to move through life, to navigate the storms of, of, of whichever, but, but also to know love, to know purpose, to know fulfillment and meaning and all the things that we deeply desire as, as, as human beings. And I think those foundations are, are really important. Like if you're going to learn how to play football, you learn the foundationals. A lot of times, I go, go back to the fundamentals. Right. You know, if a team isn't doing well, so what are the fundamentals that are really important, or the foundational mm-hmm. materials or habits yeah. um, that we believe in as Catholics? Yeah, on our basketball team, we'd always get be screamed at. Pass the ball. <laughs> you know how to pass the ball. <laughs> like you know, because you know someone would want to take the ball and dribble mm-hmm. themselves and get all the shots. And but you're, the reality is you're gonna you're gonna work together as a team better if you actually pass the ball. And faith is a lot like that. It's <laughs> right. not just me and Jesus or me and the basketball. It's me and the basketball and the team mm-hmm. or me and Jesus and the community. Right. Right. All right. Okay. So in order to define, um, you know, what is a good foundation like, look like, you know, it's not just simply uh, whatever we want it to be, but, you know, it is something objective, like, as you've learned through your, through your, through your situation, it needs to be done right and well. Um, so I want to use the, so the precepts of the church, there's five precepts of the church. What does that mean? 
that means as a, as a baptized um, Christian, as a baptized Catholic, um, these precepts or rules or obligations, responsibilities, uh, these are five ways that we are actually responsible uh, for living out our faith. We're obliged to do these things. Uh, and so, uh, I'll just name them real here, real quickly. So, uh, first precept, uh, to rest on Sunday and Holy Days in order to celebrate the Mass on these days, uh, in order to celebrate the day. Mm-hmm. Second, to confess our sins annually. Third, to receive Eucharist at Easter. Number four, to observe days of fasting and abstinence. Uh, and five, to provide for the material needs of the church. So these would be like five cinder blocks or five walls, you know, of your uh, of your foundation mm-hmm. uh, that would provide it some some form, right? Mm-hmm. Or it would be like basketball, where you have to learn the rules mm-hmm. um, and the fundamentals. These are the five fundamental principles and things you have to abide by. Right, and if you abide by those rules, then you could play basketball and have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you abide by the precepts of the church, it makes faith come alive a lot more. Yeah, in a way that we couldn't even maybe imagine before. Mm-hmm. Just to throw an out, just to throw another analogy real quickly. It's kind of like driving laws, right? Right. So it's like we there's a great freedom and a joy to be able to drive, but like we have to have rules, you know, because rules help us to actually do those things. Otherwise, it'd be it'd be kind of chaos. So, mm-hmm. you know, having precepts, having rules, having laws are, are important to be able to know freedom. So each one of these precepts, you know, they're not for their own sake. It's not like, well, the church right. just wants to be here and just tell us what to do and occupy our time and uh, and all that. All of these precepts are rooted towards relationship. Again, what we're what we're really talking about. They're all seeking to help us to encounter God and live a life of charity, which is we could say that's that's foundation, right? Yeah, and I guess I learned a lot about charity when I became a deacon. Because I always thought charity was a charitable act or a charitable donation. You know, like some giving something to somebody. Um, but charity is more of like service out of love. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where that foundation, how do we help our children or our young adults or even our adults, how do we help them to be of service out of love? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. So, so the first three precepts are are talking about uh, largely sacraments. So, as as, as sacraments, uh, sacraments are essential for us as as Catholics. They're not they're not simply optional, but they've been given to us by Jesus, and and He expects us to to live them out in a, in a real way. So, first to rest on Sunday and Holy Days uh, in order to celebrate um, uh, the Mass on these days. Yeah, Genesis pretty much reaffirms that with. Keep holy the Sabbath, or God rested on the first day. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, which provides us kind of two. <laughs> there's two things in that in that precept. There's two. There's two gifts. First, the gift of uh, of resting, <laughs> because because we can work too much. Mm-hmm. We can just be too uh, busy. It's probably one of the words I I, I, yeah. I, I hate the most. Because um, certainly we want to have full lives, and we're, we have to do whatever we need to do. But being busy for the sake of being busy, you know, can be can be difficult. Or just being busy because the work's never done. Right. I know in my yard, it seems like I, all the only time I go out there is to do work. You know, it's we're learning to sit on the porch and now kind of enjoy yeah. the outside as yeah. opposed to just going out and 
yeah. working in it. Yeah. So rest provides us the the space for relationship, mm-hmm. you know, in a, in a real sense. So relationship uh, with God and with other people, right? Making time to go to mass and, cel- and, and celebrating the Eucharist, it provides it provides that space. So that's that's kind of a little bit about the first one. Second one to confess our sins sins annually. So to to receive God's mercy in the sacrament of confession, it's not just a uh, I mean, it's really not just an obligation. It's a it's a gift, right? And it's kind of like the bare minimum. Um, Once a year, yeah. you know, we've all done things within a year that we that are mer- meritorious of confession. And it's kind of like spring cleaning. You know, if if we clean once a week mm-hmm. or once a month, it's going to be a whole lot easier than if we just wait till April to try to clean a year's worth of schmutz in our lives. Right. So yeah, but to have that as a practice, you know, to have mm-hmm. the, the practice of, of of going to you know the sacrament of confession certainly once a year would be the the bare minimum, but uh, to to go a couple times a year or, I mean, once a month even could be, you know, could be something really good mm-hmm. to continually bring these things. That's a great source of strength uh, and grace for us in, a, in, in, in our lives. And it's a great letting go, too, where we're not carrying all this stuff. Right. You know, we can just accept God's forgiveness and move on. Mm-hmm. So third, uh, receive Eucharist at Easter. I mean, kind of goes without saying that the Eucharist is kind of, um, as the church says, the source and summit. Of, of of her life, uh, it's it's Jesus in His body, blood, soul, and divinity. And if we really believe that, yeah, that's it should be something that our lives are centered around in, in a real way. And I think that also comes from a time in the church's history where people didn't receive communion regularly, mm-hmm. like they would come in and observe. Yeah, they would watch the mass, um, but not participate in it by receiving communion. Mm-hmm. So. Right. I think that's where that precept comes right. from is, you know, we should be receiving communion more than just once a year. <laughs> yeah. Well, you we can even say, like, uh, even to kind of up the ante on this on, on this on this precept, you know, like, we're not just simply going to Mass, but we're really seeking to enter into right. the Mass. That we're not just kind of, well, checking this box. You know, if we're just checking boxes, that's not going to be helpful. No. But we really are trying to, to enter in as much as we can, no matter, no matter what week it is, no matter what's going on in the family or, or anything. And we're back to building relationships, not only with God, but also the people in the congregation. Right. right. We're back to, am I hogging the ball and just me and basketball? Mm-hmm. Or is it me and the team playing basketball? Yeah. Yeah. So number four, observing days of uh, of fasting and abstinence. So as, as Catholics, you know, in the, in the modern day, this isn't too crazy uh, no. a, a thing for us to do. You know, there are really only two days of fasting: uh, Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. So that we would have two small meals and one normal meal. It's not even you know, it's not a, it's not an asking us to have bread and water uh, or anything, but that we're limiting our our food two days a week so that we can enter into this season of Lent and mm-hmm. that we can. Really remember the sacrifice that God has given to us, you know, on Good Friday. And I don't know about you, but I pray better as I can feel my stomach growling. And it's like, okay, God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, it's distracting, but it makes that prayer even more real. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, in a sense, I mean, you're praying with your body, you know, not just your mind. Well, and aren't there like new weight loss things now that do this random fasting? Intermittent fasting, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, there's benefits. So there's, Physiolo- physiologically, you know, to it, but that there's a, there's a logic, you know, that we're abstaining from things from time to time, and mm-hmm. that we're we're not big, you know, we're not addicted to things. And if food is that, you know, if technology is that, if 
whatever is that you know we, that we should we should fast at different times, uh, and um, abstinence would be abstaining from uh, abstaining from meat on Fridays and, and Lent. So that's kind of a that's kind of another bit of the foundation, you know. And then lastly, you know, providing for the material needs of the church. So church doesn't magically run itself. Certainly, it's uh, it's powered by powered by the Holy Spirit, powered by God. But 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 we make the church. You know the the community. You know is the is the body of Christ, and and so I think this is we're entering into that charity aspect that we're not just re- seeking to receive God, but we're seeking to share God with other people, in 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 real and tangible ways. That doesn't necessarily mean certainly it means financially. Like we 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 do need money to be mm-hmm. able to run all that we have, but it's not just money. It's our time, as the phrase goes, time, talent, treasure. Mm-hmm. You know all the all those things. And I think it's really important too to see the church in a couple different dimensions like there's the institution right that we support because of the way that it shares its time talent and treasure with the poor mm-hmm. and with God's people but then there's also we are the church and how do we care for each other's needs mm-hmm. and then look outside of the the community to care for those people's needs mm-hmm. yeah totally yeah, I mean it's uh, it's definitely a both and, uh, definitely a both and. So I think maybe uh, you know if there were if you could put a, a a number or something to this, I mean it's kind of been traditional at least at least in regards to finances, you know that uh, so tithing would be uh, kind of an example of how do we fulfill this precept. Uh, so tithing has kind of been traditionally um, held within the church, so that we would give I think it's like what ten percent. Yeah, and I think ten uh, percent of our uh, our income to our our un, our taxable income, I think I don't know whatever it is. Yeah, ten percent of your income basically to uh, either the church or to charities or, or something, so that we're not we're, we are there's a flow of things through us. That whole idea that God gives us grace so that we can share it with other people, or right. God gives us what we need so that we can share it as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So are we tithing? Are we open to tithing? You know. I know we can make it really easy here at the parish. It's just like you can just take it directly out of your your bank. You can get it set up online and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, it's good to it's good to be able to put it in the collection basket because it's you, you think about it. You know, it, there's a there's kind of a ritual to it. Yeah. Um, but but um, we can even make it make it simple by doing it online. Um, well, you figure we do it with Netflix. We do it with um, the cable bill. We do it with the, the gas bill. Right. Um, that way, you, even whether you're at church or not that week. If you go somewhere else, you're still supporting the church, right? Because their bills don't go away. Pastors are greatly uh, appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I probably in a couple of years when I'm a pastor, I, I know I'll appreciate that as well. Well, and I think one thing too, as pastors and parish staffs, we look at how do we spend the money, right? You know, is it on us or is it on the people of the parish and also those charitable groups like our food pantry or um St. Vincent to Paul. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So many so many good places and so many so many needs, you know, in our world uh, as we know. So that's the five precepts of the church. Maybe it's maybe you've heard about them before, maybe it's been a while. It's good uh, just good to good to remind ourselves. I I I I just I thought about this cuz I was just using them for one of my marriage prep couples. Um, I use I I take one session and talk about like what does it mean to live faith? Uh, mm-hmm. What is it? What does it mean to what what relationship is there to the church and and my 
my life and what does it mean to pray? What does it mean to pray as a couple? And, and so I'll, I'll just kind of reference these, just kind of share with them. So yeah, because like, sometimes they think Catholics don't know that there's some expectations on their yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. So And expectations aren't bad, right? No. Because it allows us to have the house that we need <laughs> when when the storms come. So, Or when the sand starts to <laughs> fall into the <laughs> hole and... What was the first sign you knew that something was wrong? Oh, when we bought it, I knew that there was an issue. Oh, okay. Um, but I just, like, closed the door and didn't look at it. <laughs> so 20 years later. So then. <laughs> and I think we do that with our faith life, too. You know, it's like, I'm just going to ignore this part of my foundation. <laughs> and sooner or later, you have to deal with it. Sooner or later, reality happens. So. And, and uh, yeah. So th- thanks for sharing that. And thanks for your... You're witnessing that too, because I think yeah. that's I think that's a helpful image. Well, and keep praying that the foundation holds. <laughs> we will, we will, we'll continue. Everyone, team intercession uh, for uh, for Dick and Bob's foundation. So it'll be good. All, all right, right. Well, lead us out in prayer. Sure, in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, we ask you to open our minds and our hearts to all the different ways that you share with us ways to strengthen the foundation of our faith. Help us to know that you love us, you forgive us, and you call us to share that with others. Help us to give us time to spend with you and with the community. And we ask these things as we ask all things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, well, this will be afterwards, but happy Star Wars Day. Hopefully you can catch the new Star Wars flick over the, over the weekend. May the fourth be with you.